0: Hello from the newsroom of the Financial Times in London, I'm Suzanne Blimpson. Volkswagen has been working on its Tesla killer since late 2015, but this is not an electric car. It is the underlying chassis, or platform, the building block for 50 different models of electric car that VW promises to make by 2025. Tim Bradshaw discusses the German car company's plan to dominate the electric vehicle market with Patrick McGee. Patrick, tell us how much Volkswagen is investing in electric car development and what form has this investment taken so far?
1: Volkswagen has said that over the next five years alone, it will spend 44 billion euros, or roughly 50 billion US dollars, on future technologies. And then the vast bulk of that, 30 billion euros, is devoted exclusively to electric cars.
0: And where is it right now? What's the sort of scale of VW's electric business at the moment? And how does that compare to Tesla, the electric pioneer at
1: So Tesla's far, far away. I mean, Volkswagen only sold 40,000 pure electric cars and 60,000 hybrid cars last year, which maybe isn't too small a number, but it's a fraction of the 10.8 million cars that they sold globally they're the world's biggest car maker but they're nowhere near the world's biggest car maker when it comes to electric cars. Maybe it's worth knowing Volkswagen is the Volkswagen Group, right? Spread over 12 brands and the most profitable being Audi, maybe the sexiest being Porsche, but this also includes Bentley, Bugatti, Seat, Skoda, Lamborghini. And this is a massive company and since the Volkswagen scandal in 2015, they're under new leadership and they've just shifted direction drastically in the direction of electric vehicles. But they're doing it in the sort of Germanic slow and steady way, so that we're only seeing the first electric cars built on this new bespoke electric platform later
0: this year. And is slow and steady the right approach for the electric car market at the moment? How quickly is it growing overall and is it growing on pace or is it lagging behind?
1: So everyone says that the German car makers are late to the electric car party. And I've sort of been saying for years that they're late, but this is a pretty exclusive party, right? Even in China, where electric cars are most popular, at least among the big markets, I'm excluding places like Norway. You know, It's only 2.4% of cars sold in China last year were electric. So you know, if you consider that you're a major car maker selling millions of vehicles, this is not exactly a market that you're actually really missing out on in terms of volume. So They've been doing this slow and steady approach to figure out what their strategy should be. But once it begins to be implemented, and 2020 more than 2019 is really the year that they'll begin releasing these en masse. Once it begins to be implemented, then I think they're actually going to do this really fast, and there's going to be a wave of electric car models coming out in the first five years of next decade. So it just seems slow, but it seems slow because they're being methodical. I mean, if they sort of rushed out with a bunch of electric cars, they probably would have all sorts of mistakes. And in fact, this is a common criticism that you hear among the German car makers towards Tesla, that this is an incredibly innovative company, and there's really no CEOs that I speak to that would deny that. But everyone knows there's also lots of production problems and even differences between different cars of the same model, right? So Model 3s introduced a year and a half ago are actually different in many respects than ones coming up right now, which to a German production mindset is sort of blasphemous in a certain way.
0: So for VW, the skateboard platform that they're coming out with is crucial to that expansion in the electric car market in the coming years. Just explain a little bit about how that works and how is that different to the way cars are traditionally built?
1: The skateboard chassis is called MEB, and it really is critical because, of course, Volkswagen already sells electric cars. The problem is they don't have the same range as Tesla cars. And the reason is pretty simple, and it's that to build electric cars today, and most incumbent car makers, this is what they do, they have a platform, a sort of car architecture that's built for the internal combustion engine. So when they're building electric cars, they essentially just don't put in the powertrain, and then they try to stuff batteries and an electric motor wherever it will fit. The result is just compromise. So the way Tesla is superior in one respect, I think a very central respect, is that they started with a total clean sheet. So they built an electric car from the ground up when they built the Model S in 2012. And so as a result, just everything they did was built for an electric car. So they have this huge battery, you know, weighing 600 kilograms that sits beneath your feet, and it just opens up all sorts of possibilities for the design. And, you know, Tesla famously has what's called a frunk, right, a front-facing trunk, basically because there's no combustion engine sitting there, so it opens up new possibilities. Because the electric car market is so small, incumbent car makers just haven't had the resources or vision to really follow in those footsteps. But Volkswagen is now convinced, and for regulatory purposes, they sort of have to be convinced, that electric cars really are the future. And they just have the capacity to build up an MEB electric skateboard chassis. And they're going to have it up and running in Zwickau, eastern Germany, later this year. And then by 2022, they actually have eight different factories churning out these vehicles.
0: And so the idea is that you can create lots of different designs on top of the same platform. Is that right? And is that how that works in traditional cars?
1: Yeah, not to get too, too wonky here, but there's something that Volkswagen introduced called modular production. It sounds wonky, but it's really, really important. So if you sort of go back in the history of automotive, what you find is that there's always been efforts to use the same parts in a variety of different cars. There's this famous magazine cover of the 1980s where a GM executive is sitting in front of four cars that are ostensibly different and they are all based on very similar parts. And it's more infamous than famous because the four cars basically all look the same, but that wasn't sort of GM's intention. And that's always been the problem, that if you use the same parts, you end up with cookie-cutter monotony. And what Volkswagen pioneered about a decade ago with combustion engine cars is something called modular production. And what that meant was that instead of sharing tangible parts and components, they began to share abstract things, so fixed dimensions. And what that meant was that you could sort of plug-and-play where something went, and you could differentiate the quality somehow, so if, if you have maybe like a hundred different engines and they can all fit in the same way, well then you can sort of have a spectrum of engines that are ranging from cheap ones that are used in Seat to really expensive ones that are used in Audi, but you can plug and play in a variety of ways, and so you 're sort of achieving cost savings as well as variety it's sort of the holy grail of these two things that are supposed to be contradictory, but MQB, the platform where they've done this for internal combustion engines, was never really this huge cost-saving success. And it's because Volkswagen was so enthusiastic about their variety that they never really got the cost savings down. So only in the last few years have they really clamped down on the variety that it's offered. And they're going to do this to like a sort of crazy degree for MEB. So the electric cars that Volkswagen is offering is going to have far, far fewer steering wheels or seats or something that you're allowed to, as a customer, purchase. But the result will be a huge, huge boon in simplicity, both in engineering and sales for Volkswagen.
0: And does that bring the cost down as well? I mean, VW's obviously got a regulatory imperative to invest in this platform, and there's certainly plenty of competition that it's got to catch up with, but it's also got to sell these things at a price that consumers want and that can go a distance that they need. Is that happening? Is there evidence that they can get there?
1: So they haven't released actual prices. All they've really said is that their first Hatchback electric car, a car known as the ID Neo, is going to cost the same as a diesel that's about 30,000 euros, but whether it ends up being 29 or 32, nobody quite knows because they haven't announced it. But if you sort of put that into the realm of what a Tesla sells for in Germany, the Model 3 starting price is 55,000 euros. So, I mean, I wouldn't want to compare this hatchback, right, which is sort of a a lesser vehicle than a full-on sedan like the Model 3, but nevertheless, just on the price point comparison, I mean, if you want to buy an electric car in 2020, Volkswagen should have a considerably cheaper option. But they've even said that by 2022, or 2023, they want to be able to sell a compact SUV that's electric for just 18,000 euros. That's like a third of the price of the current Model 3 in Germany. So if they're able to actually execute on this, that would be pretty, pretty amazing. Whether they can actually create profits from it is a totally different answer. But certainly Volkswagen has economies of scale that very, very few car makers can
0: rival. And so how much of a head start does Tesla have against that? And is it planning to bring its prices down as well? It seems to have been a bit of a struggle with the Model 3, at least to meet the advertised affordability that they had originally promised.
1: Tesla's such a funny one, isn't it? Because we can say that the main thing for Tesla in 2018 was problems in production. And God knows a lot of media stories got written about that. But I mean, they managed to double their production just between the second quarter and the third quarter. I know it was a major disappointment when Tesla came out for the fourth quarter just last week. Tesla said they they built something like 90,000 vehicles. And, you know, the street was all disappointed because they were expecting 92,000. Well, okay, fine. But that was more than double from the prior year. So Tesla is ramping up at an incredible pace. I think the problem for Tesla is they haven't yet had an annual profit. And given just the cost of lithium-ion batteries and cobalt and everything that has to go into an electric vehicle, this really could be an economy of scale game. And that's where a group like Volkswagen, but also GM, also Toyota, could really thrive. The main difference is maybe worth pointing out is so much of this is, of course, the battery. And Tesla does have this unique strategy with the Gigafactory of being far more involved in battery development than really any other car maker that I know.
0: And how far does this extend to the infrastructure for electric cars? That's been a huge differentiator for Tesla in terms of having the supercharger network rolled out across the US and increasingly around other parts of the world. Is that problem being solved as well? And how much does the car maker themselves have to get involved in that at this point?
1: I think Volkswagen and probably all the car makers have been reluctant to adapt. If you think of Henry Ford and every car maker sense, they just have not had to consider where you put petrol into your car. This just is a different industry. But for whatever reason, in electric cars, that just hasn't been the case. I mean, I guess with Tesla having no supercharger network to rely on, it just built it itself. And now other car makers have sort of been pressured to do the same thing because they know that nobody's gonna buy their cars if it's not easy to charge them. So Volkswagen has a few different strategies. It's hard to just say it in a single sentence, but You know, they have this joint development with the other German car makers and Ford, a company called Ionity that's releasing charging stations across Europe. And then they also have some more interesting things. So, you know, if you have a cell phone, you probably have a power bank to charge it once in a while when you're on the go, when you're on a train. And they've actually just released, and they're going to put into series production, a sort of giant power bank that can charge four cars at once. And the idea is that they can set them up in locations and sort of gauge whether or not there's a demand for charging that works there. So it can sort of serve a gauging demand perspective, but also, let's say, I don't know, you had Woodstock being held over the course of a week in a series of fields Volkswagen could sort of deploy these things within a few hours notice and so people could drive their electric cars. So I don't know, Volkswagen's thinking in a holistic sense in which they've never really had to before to make sure that there are charging stations and that they're also powered by renewable energy. So Volkswagen's made this big push to say, you know, it doesn't make sense for you to buy an electric car if you're just going to fuel it by coal. So they're making sure that you can actually purchase energy that's only coming from solar and wind.
0: My final question is, we've talked a lot about electric cars, Are cars the right electric vehicles for all of these companies to be investing in at the moment? I've written an awful lot about the crazy amounts of money that are going into electric scooter sharing companies, electric bike sharing companies, and they're not making the vehicles themselves by and large. They're just buying them from suppliers primarily in China. But do you sort of feel like as the world goes electric that Volkswagen trying to create something that's maybe a better tailor-made electric car than adapting their existing models, but... There's an opportunity to more radically rethink what the car is at this point and whether that has to be a scooter or or something kind of smaller. Is that the right approach? Are cities' congestion problems going to be solved by just having some more electric cars rather than gas guzzling ones? I
1: think if I was a Volkswagen shareholder, and I certainly am not one, it would be my biggest concern, which is that they're spending billions upon billions, right? 30 billion euros just in the next five years on electrifying everything. And they have really no interest or capacity to be involved with the micro-mobility of the scooters that you mentioned. Individual ownership could die in favor of, you know, robo-taxis and all that. And Volkswagen, of all companies, just is not really at the forefront of that stuff. It's not to say that they don't have anything. You know, if you want to subscribe to a variety of Porsches right now, you can do that with the Porsche Passport program, but they're not really at the forefront of it. So I do think it's sort of based on the idea that individual owners are still going from A to B. But in a sense, maybe it's premature to be thinking too much along those lines. I mean, you know, they did sell 10.8 million cars last year. That was more than the previous year. And even in a place like China, where the market actually shrank for the first time since 1990, Volkswagen was able to sell more cars and actually increase its market share. So, you know, I think there's, what, 90 million cars sold a year. Not many people really think that's actually going down between now and 2025 and so really, that's the market that they're going after right now. Tens of millions of cars sold a year, but more and more of them are going to be electric. Whether this sets them up well for post-2025 is really a whole different question, and it's really hard to gauge. But even when you talk about robo-taxis, everybody involved wants those to be electric, too. So the two sort of should go hand in hand. But it's definitely true that autonomous vehicle cut technology is way more of a revolution than simply changing the powertrain
0: from internal combustion engine to electric. Great. Patrick, thanks very much indeed for chatting welcome thank you. that was tim bradshaw our global technology correspondent talking to patrick McGee, our frankfurt correspondent we'll be back with another news feature tomorrow in the meantime if you're not already a subscriber and would like to discover more ft content do take a look at our latest subscription offer at ft.com offer